Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM, and the only show on the internet with a host who is not old enough to know what the NWA is. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold the fucking front door. That's a, Hold that's the- a new one. Hold the fucking front door. I've never heard it said that like that before. I was- Earl's making up new things. That one, that one took a minute for it to register with Earl. Well, yeah, because I'm actually trying to find out um, generation years. It's not that hard. Just go to Google and open it up. That's exactly what I'm doing, but when your phone runs fucking slow as hell, like fucking AOL dial-up. Dial That's because you guys are on 3G over there still. We're on 5G UC. I don't, I don't know what the hell Fort UC nowhere. means. Exactly, hey, Fort Nowhere. I told you we're on 1X right now still. We don't have any of that fancy stuff, but my phone still runs faster than yours, apparently. Okay, so a millennial was born in 1981 to 1996. You yeah, know, so you're that, a baby. You're that, a baby bothers millennial. That bothers me because, you know, the whole time growing up as kids, we were taught, you know, we're the rock the vote generation. We're Gen X. We're all I am not a millennial. I'm sorry. Okay, I do boom. not identify okay, with boomer. crap all the at all. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Call when me a boomer you all you want. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Seth, when were you born? 84. Okay. So we're all millennials. We're all by millennials. that definition. Yeah, by oh, that definition. God. Yeah. But then, no, this is but then they have like Rick. they have like subsects of millennials where it's like uh SpongeBob millennials, which I believe would be Earl. Because <laughs> it's the younger it's the younger millennials. And then I don't know what Seth is. He's the boomer millennial. Elder millennial is what it's called. There's some no, nonsense. No. Like, yeah, no, that's what. I, yeah. Well, I so they have different ones, but one of them is based on cartoons. And it's oh, okay. like SpongeBob millennial and like Rugrats millennial and then a middle ground millennial. And See, I think I I'm the middle get, one. But I, don't remember I think I would is. get, I think I would fall in the Rugrats or whatever. No, but, you definitely are. You definitely yeah. are. Yeah, no, it's, I was having this conversation with someone the other day. I'm like, I don't identify with these people that I that call themselves millennials at all. I don't. You know, growing up, it was the MTV Rock the Vote generation. It, you know, we were all Gen X, we're all all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't identify with any of this millennial stuff at all. And somehow they're like they've changed like the the years to identify you. I'm like, I don't even give a crap. But yeah, I don't get it. There's a guy on on I, I see him on Instagram. He's probably on TikTok. I don't know. I don't do the TikTok thing, but he he's a black guy that does uh, skits. He does like a COVID skit where he'll dress up all nice and be COVID. And then he's the three different uh, uh, vaccines. Mm-hmm. But then he also does a lot with millennials because he's a millennial. And so he'll dress up as a millennial and then he'll dress up as like Gen X and then he'll dress up as a boomer and cut to all these different ones. It's funny. I'll find him eventually and I'll send you guys a link. And then you'll be like, oh, I am a millennial. Because that's, I mean, well, speaking of millennials, I know you haven't got to your opening question, but um, this was like the millennial halftime show uh, for the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's, I think a lot of people are, are calling it that. Dre, Dre, maybe a little bit, a little bit before millennial time, or like maybe your millennial time. He's early early Dre and Snoop would definitely be like, pre-millennial boomer at least, in my, <laughs> at least in my opinion anyway i agree because m didn't come out to early 90s and dre and snoop route before that so see i agree with harry like this this gen x yes absolutely i've seen a lot of people saying it's about millennials and all this kind of stuff and like there were some there's some appearances like fitty looked interesting uh <laughs> fitty, fitty was there fitty. Kendrick and then uh yeah I mean it was a I mean I thought it was a fantastic halftime show. Um, I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. I don't know why. But yeah, so that was my burning question for you guys tonight. Did the halftime show live up to the hype? Yes. Yes. But I would have liked a Snoop song. He he just did his little beats and stuff, but he didn't actually if he had started with gin and juice, I might have might have thrown something at the TV out of excitement. Yeah. And then it was too tame. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> like I was expecting something. And 
And when Eminem started with Lose Yourself, I was like, well, that makes perfect sense because that's like the only song that he can play that doesn't have 35 cuss words in the first two verses. So that made sense. But at the same time, I was like, I would have liked a little bit more there and a little bit more from Snoop. But other than that, man, it was great. When nobody knew, well, I don't know if anybody has an inside connection here, but I didn't know about 50 coming on. And so when it cut to that, I was like, whoa. Nice. So awesome. <clears throat> I'm my not expecting this. My question is, why the fuck does he hang like fucking Spider Man? That's how he does it in the was, video. Yeah, it was a throwback to the video. Yeah, in the, in the original music video, he's he hangs upside down like that. He's he's hooked up to like all kinds of wires and stuff, doing like a workout thing for the doctor's office, and he's upside down. Um, but anyways, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was great. You know, uh, I was sitting here with the boys and trying to explain to them who they were. And my and Logan goes, um, "How do they remember all their songs and those dances?" My buddy, they've been doing high. this for they've been doing this for thirty years. They just like, dance <laughs> randomly. What I thought was interesting was was fifties was probably the most controversial part. Like, yeah. other than that, I mean, you had him taking a knee. You had Dre saying still don't love the police. But other than that, it was I think there was one shit in there from Snoop at the very beginning. So so and so 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 okay. hold on, time out, time out, time out. Right. So I know where you're going with that whole Eminem taking the knee thing. Um I wasn't going anywhere, not, I was actually done. It's actually not what it seems to be. I've actually looked into it. So Eminem actually promised his mom a long, long time ago that if he ever played the Super Bowl. He would take a knee in honor of her. He took a knee for 56 seconds for the Super Bowl that he played in. All right. Okay. I, you know, I didn't take when he, when he, yeah. when he first knelt down, I didn't take issue with it at all. Like, I didn't care. Like, but, it didn't even bother me. Yeah. I didn't even snap, honestly. It was, it wasn't until after the fact when it came out that the NFL told him not to take a knee. Oh, they, they knee. knew he was going to do it. Yeah. yeah. He went through rehearsals and did it in every rehearsal. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, what I'm getting at is the lyrics to 50 song was were by far the most racy. The dancers with 50 were by far the most racy, and that is surprising, seeing as we didn't even know he was going to be there. Yeah, I want to know what the hell was up with Kendrick Lamar. That's Kendrick. Who's, I don't know who's even Kendrick Lamar. Like I don't even know who. That oh, is. God. oh God! Oh <laughs> God! Oh, he's he's get... he's a he's millennial. That's that's what that is. <laughs> Wait, I'm millennial. That's the problem. He might be like post millennial, honestly. I don't he didn't like really hit a... the stage for the last like eight years, probably. I'm a young millennial too, so I should know who Kendrick Lamar is. Like I, I don't know, know who he don't. is, but I don't follow him. I'm about to find out who the fuck this guy is. Okay, you go do that. Uh, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much okay, for being funny. here. Yeah, uh, it is Tuesday night. We've got Harry over in the chat. Harry actually popped in a little bit earlier, th- threw a couple of shots at Earl before he even logged on. Uh, no, he threw shots at me. Uh, I think it was a little bit about, about both, but um, appreciate everyone being here like we are each and every Tuesday night. Uh, we've got a lot to get to tonight. We've already been talking about the Super Bowl and the uh, halftime show. Whoa, whoa, shots. Fired by NM Ultras over in the chat. Kendrick, best rapper there's alive. A, there's going to be a lot of people that agree. Wow. With that. I people. Okay, 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 okay. I know who Kendrick Lamar is now. How did, how did, I don't know how. The the views and expressions of Earl do not represent the whole <laughs> cast here. Apparently, so neither of those two Kendrick know, Lamar but... is actually the feature album on the Black Panther. So like all those songs on Black pa- on the Black Panther is Kendrick Lamar. Now I know. Carry on. Sorry, my bad. My bad. I, uh, shots fired by NM Ultras over there. I just I can't. I can't even with that. Like M is the best lyricist out there. Like he can he can spit rhymes better than anybody. Like, I don't even want to hear it. NM Ultras just turned in turned Seth into like a sixteen year old girl. I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> legit though i mean how can you say that kendrick is better than him uh i personally can't yeah um but i can see where people can i personally right. can't either because i don't listen to rap music 
So that's the, that's the least surprising thing said on this podcast ever. <laughs> Earl, you gotta take it off the country station every now and then. So, look, it's not my fault that the series that the fucking shit that I have going on over here in my truck um, <laughs> is like stuck on a country station. Well, you know, there's this thing called iTunes. Yeah, I know, and 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 headphones. Um, there's this really cool thing called oh, illegal. Oh, ultras. Ultras. Oh, God. No. Oh, good fucking Oh, no. Oh, Kanye no. literally watched the Super Bowl oh, no. through fucking leg stockings. Oh, no. <laughs> you you know was, what? The only thing I, I have was, to say to that. I was with you there, Ultras, with Kendrick. I wasn't necessarily agreeing with you, but I could back you. I can't back you on this, buddy. You're all by yourself. The only thing I, I have to, uh, to, to paraphrase Pete Davidson here, make Kanye 2006 again. Kanye 2006? That was incredible. Kanye 2022? No. No. <laughs> Earl, Earl is very confused right now. Yeah. And if you're curious what I'm talking about, go watch uh, Pete Davidson on uh, SNL uh, talk, uh, talking about Kanye West. Yeah. Um, Harry, Harry with a point here. Too many greats. There you go. But uh, yeah, we're we're not here to break down the the history of rap and where it's at now, or who the best lyricists are. We're we here to talk definitely sports. are. <laughs> no. We are. We are not the group to do that. <laughs> not by any stretch of the imagination. We're here to talk sports. But you know, I mean, we can get into the Super Bowl tonight tonight if you guys want. But uh, I do want to. Start so off. hold on, hold on, hold on. So before okay. we carry on, I do have to address the. NM Ultra's best rapper live thing. Oh god, no, we were moving past it. I know, I know, I know. But you literally have like Post Malone, 21 Savage, um Jay-Z. Um, Why are we doing this? And you're gonna compare Kendrick Lamar Why? to all of them? Why are we doing this right now? <laughs> this is coming from the guy that said he doesn't listen to rap music. I don't listen to rap music, but I do know I do know those rappers. There's also like NF, who's like a pretty controversial. Okay. Rapper. All right. So I wasn't going to bring him up because most people don't know him. He is my best rapper alive. Yeah. Dude definitely. is insane. Absolutely insane. But we're not going to have that argument here right now. Post is horrible. Top 10? Can we, can we like block this? Three. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can oh, we, is there a way to block oh. this guy? Hold on a minute. <laughs> oh, God. Talking best layers is Kurt Cobain. Yeah. I thought we were talking about live, though. I don't I don't think that was... Harry's moved on to all time, so... <laughs> I mean, if you're just talking lyricists, I mean, absolutely. Kurt Cobain has, has some of the best writing out there. He really does. Uh, anyway, we are we're gonna move on. Uh, twenty one minutes in. Good job. Twenty one minutes. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Um, I do want to talk tonight about the New Mexico Runners. Uh, we did did put out a short episode last week after the victory over the Colorado Inferno at the Rio Rancho Event Center two weeks ago. Uh, they went up to Colorado to put, to take on the Inferno again this past weekend. Um, Runners fell behind early and just couldn't quite make it up. They ended up falling by a final of 14 to nine, bringing their record on the season to two and seven and most likely ended their playoff hopes for the year. There's an outside chance if they went out and they get some help. There's now it's, I'd have to, if I had to give it like a percentage chance, probably like a 2% chance they make the playoffs still. Uh, so unfortunate for the runners this season. Uh, it doesn't look like Casey Gasson played over the weekend, but uh, if you missed the episode last week, Casey Gasson, uh, former New Mexico Gasson. runners, Gasson, yes, uh, former New Mexico runners goalkeeper currently playing for uh, Colorado Inferno FC, did announce uh, to us that he was going to be retiring at the end of the season. Um, so, Earl, I know he left a message for you. Uh, no, I did not get to watch it. It still doesn't work for me. You still, oh God. Okay, I will send you like the. I'll just have to send you the audio then. But um, it says error loading, so that's really weird. I don't know. It's probably the three G. So Casey, <laughs> I have not heard your message yet. Um, if you want to text it to me or call me, I mean that's what normal people do. 
uh, let's just say that he felt like you you couldn't even pick up a phone. So, um, <coughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll leave it at that, and I'll, I'll I will send you the raw file so that you can hear what Casey had to say. What minute is this? Since I can skip forward, um, I'd have to look at the audio file to figure out where it's at. So, um, Let me try it again. Yeah, there was an issue with the with the audio file on that. I uploaded it, and it didn't like there was an issue with the feed. So I took it down and then put it back up again for a later time. So oh, I don't know what the issue is. There you go. Um, it's near the end. I think it's after uh, I finished up the recap of the show. So um, I'm going to mute you early if you're going to listen to that. Um, but yeah, so runners, they've still got three more matches left on the season. They are back at the Rio Rancho Events Center on the 26th. At 5.05 p.m. when they take on, I believe it's the Wichita Wings. Let me double check the schedule here. Make sure I've got that correct. Yes, Wichita Wings. Uh, the website has it different. Um, they got two different times. So, yeah, Saturday, February 26, 5.05 p.m. Get out there, support the runners in their final few matches of the season. They do have, uh, looks like, two home matches remaining uh, so get out there, support them. They've been a lot of fun to watch. The guys played tremendously well when I was out there two weekends ago, and uh, they've definitely come a long way from the start of the season. So um, that's your runner's recap for the week. Um, we'll be out there again on the 26th covering them. Um, yeah. I don't think Earl's gotten to, to that part yet. But um, anyway, moving right along, we do have some New Mexico United news and notes. First thing I want to get to tonight is that the U.S. Open Cup second round draw has taken place. And for the first time in club history, New Mexico United will be hosting an Open Cup match at the lab. Uh, this is exciting. This is really exciting. Um, the uh, United will be taking on either the Las Vegas Legends or the Park City Red Wolves, who are from Utah uh, in the second round. That's going to be somewhere around April 5th through the seventh uh, guys, what was your reaction to this news? I mean, this is something that we didn't think would happen in season one back in 2019, uh, partly because uh, the, because of the logistics of the lab based on the size and the schedule and all that kind of stuff. But some, they were able to get it. Um, <clears throat> hey, there we go. Hey, Sombrero man in here with breaking news here. We'll get to your question in just a second. Sombrero man. Hey y'all just heads up uh, the Lobo hockey. Lobo hockey team upset number two. No. Oh, Man's basketball. I didn't realize basketball. Holy crap. Okay. UNM upset number 22 ranked Wyoming. Congratulations to the UNM basketball, men's basketball team on that. It's I got some other breaking news. Okay. I got some other breaking news. I'm going to announce my retirement to go play goalkeeper in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> you can't retire you from something that you don't get paid for. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. I mean, I guess technically he could, but, you know. I mean, you could retire from your real job, but. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's surprising news. I would not have expected that tonight based on how the uh, <laughs> <laughs> bigger win than Jacob's forehead. I w- based on how the men's basketball season has, has been going, I would not have expected that result tonight. So congratulations to them. Also, yeah, you did Lobo Hockey while we're at it. Uh, I mentioned them. They are still – they are nationally ranked. They're still in the in the tournament. Like, I think it just beat – I think it was Nebraska 4-2 to two or something like that. Um, so yeah, get out, cheer on, cheer on the Lobos, man. They're, uh, hockey teams doing really well. Men's basketball apparently has some talent. Uh, so good to see there, but, um, anyway, back over to the U S open cup. Yeah. New Mexico United hosting a match and Harry's question. I thought they were unable to do so. This is a question that we had concerns about in season one based on the size of the pitch and scheduling, but this turns into, a big deal for United here. What was your reaction, guys, to this news? I was actually kind of upset because I um I won't be here that weekend. I'll actually be hanging out with probably about a hundred thousand people in Dallas. Um at some kind of COVID super spreader event. Um so yeah, so I won't even be in town that week that, that weekend. Um so yeah, I was kind of upset because they picked that week, but it's it's whatever, I guess. <laughs> I I was surprised. 
uh, I wasn't upset. I'm not like ecstatic about it. Uh, I I have gotten more and more excited about it um, as we've gone gotten farther from the announcement. But when it first came out, it was just surprised because I didn't think I didn't think we would host one until we had our own stadium. Is what I thought was going to happen, and so I don't know if it's if it's early. My guess is it's early enough in the year. I don't think that the isotopes have started yet. So at that well, point, they're out of town that week. Oh, so they have started. They're just out of town that week. Yeah, they'll be out yeah, of town. Yeah, they start in March. Hmm. So, so yeah, that, I mean, it, it's nice. Um, Sombrero man asked, uh, "What if they hold the game at UNM? Uh, they might, especially with it being a lower level." draw um hell i wouldn't even be i would be surprised if they held it at mesa del sol but um i'm happy that we have at least the one we can get past that we probably won't have another one um would be my guess but i was wrong about this one so i could be wrong about another one the only problem with either of those two locations is the facilities themselves do they have the infrastructure out at mesa del sol to hold a game of that magnitude. Now the game would most likely have to be played later in the evening, probably, you know, a five o'clock, six o'clock kickoff, something like that. And once it gets dark, they're not going to be able to play out there. Same thing over at the soccer facility at UNM. They don't have the lighting. They don't have the facilities necessary to do that. So that brings back up Harry's question, uh, talking about United being unable to host the game. And, and there's, there's been concern about the size of the pitch at the lab. Now it is on the small side, but it is like just barely within FIFA regulations. Um, or it's like, it's like right on the edge of the, of the regulations for a pitch yes, size. Death. Some Roman's right. They do have lights at UNM. I mean, UNM played championship games uh, under the lights out there. Okay. Uh, then, uh, you know, it could be just a, a general facilities oh. thing then, you know, because I, uh, I'm trying to think what's the, I think capacity out there is like 4,000. Um, probably four or five thousand, yeah. Okay. But they've already announced that Isotopes Park, so yeah. So I don't know. I I don't really know. Um, because that those are questions that we had in eleven plus is what Sombrero Man says. Really? Huh? I didn't realize that. I can't remember um, what they had for the Cardiff game. Oh, I'd have to go back and look. We can pull that up while we're talking, but um, I know that was a packed match. It was, yeah. Because we were sitting down a uh, pitch side. We were sitting down on the track to to cover it because there weren't because the media facilities were, were very were extremely small there. So um yeah, I mean they're all all interesting arguments, all interesting talking points about why we could or couldn't use different facilities. I know the club would like to stay away from using UNM facilities. Um I mean, honestly, the the conditions weren't great for the two times we've been out there uh, previously. But, uh, you know, let's see. Pull up Cardiff City. Attendance 6347 was the announced attendance. But yeah, it was packed that day. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, it's exciting, you know. And it's against, it is against two, potential of two lower division league clubs, who I'm assuming neither of whom would be able to host this match i don't know what their facilities are like um for either las vegas or the sorry park city or park city i don't know what their facilities are like but yeah it's exciting you know after the the cup run we had in 2019 it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how this happens and actually i looked a little bit ahead on the schedule looked at the isotope schedule and uh and should new mexico united make it to the quarterfinals once again the the dates for the U.S. Open Cup that weekend are uh, favorable for United because the Isotopes will be out of town again. So who knows? Maybe we get a second one. I don't. I don't know. But so this yeah, is so exciting. Las Vegas wouldn't. Las Vegas Legends at least wouldn't have been able to host anyways because they're indoor. Are they really? They're an MASL team. Uh, you're looking at the wrong league, buddy. Nope. They're MASL. Sorry, my I can't figure this crap out. Yep, the Las Vegas Legends were were an indoor soccer team, a part of the MASL B 
based in Paradise, Nevada. They're now in the National Premier Soccer League of Nisa Nation. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't realize they were in the MASL club. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. And Harry in the chat, I'm excited for NMU fans to be able to host. Yeah, it's great. It, it really is. I think it's a it's a big deal. And uh, I would love to see if uh, either of these <clears throat> other clubs are, if they travel well, if they have fans that come in. And, and uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, a great atmosphere. And again, it's going to be another opportunity to be broadcast over on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, just more exposure for the club. That, that's all. That's all that is, man. The more competitions, the more time throughout there, the, the more opportunity there is for the club to be seen. So um, that's the first bit of news. The second bit, the club uh, I did announce. Uh, oh, good night, Sombrero, man. Appreciate you stopping in, man. It's past my bedtime, too. <laughs> We're not letting you off that easy, Earl. But I already retired, so... All right, well, you know, if you want to quit. So, so do I do I submit that retirement letter to you, to Jacob, Jacob's forehead? I thought you were the boss, so I guess I guess you submitted it to yourself. Look, I'm just wondering. Wait, no, no, no. I'm I'm not I'm nowhere close to a boss. Yeah, we knew that actually. <laughs> I'm I'm barely fit to be manager at the office. Well, we can't speak to that, but you know. Um yeah, the next two bits of news is a little bit smaller. First, of course, the club announced that they have surpassed 4,500 season tickets uh, being sold, which is an increase uh, from the 2021 season. Uh, 2019 so, season. 2019 season, yeah. Because uh, I think, yeah, they just rolled everything over for last year, right? Uh, last year, they didn't do season tickets as far as I know. Okay. Um, so, yeah, 4,500 season tickets have been sold. Uh, fantastic news for the club. Uh, great to see that growth there. And then the other small uh, small announcement that came out was that the uh, the club has moved all merchandise, uh, warehousing, all that kind of stuff, is now in-state. They've revamped the, the website, which I was looking at today. It looks fantastic. Uh, it looks so much better. Runs a, runs a lot smoother than... Yeah, it runs before. a lot smoother for sure. Yeah, so uh, just a little bit of news there from the club. Uh, I think they're necessary things. And I know some folks kind of made a, we're kind of making a bigger deal out of the the merchandise operations all being moved in state, um, which I think is great. You know, it, it's not actually going to be a lot of jobs for the state, but it's going to be a handful of jobs. Get some folks in there, get working full time. Um, so yeah, it's it's fantastic uh, to see the club doing that. I get and no one I, wants jobs, <laughs> right? No one wants a job right now. But, I don't want my job. Who wants mine? I'm going to go back to a positive note here, guys. Um, season ticket. The season ticket number. 4,500 is, like, you said it's small news, and, and in the grand scheme of thing, it, it kind of is, but there are probably half of the clubs in the USL that don't average that. And we have guaranteed that many now because even if they don't show up, that those are going to get counted. So it uh, it is surprising to me um you know two years after the record-breaking uh attendance year that we had to to sell that many in the middle of a pandemic still um it, it just speaks to the excitement that somehow this team has drummed up in three years even if they haven't been the most successful on the pitch three years that we could have had anyways uh, to still have 4,500 season ticket sales before. I think that was announced like two weeks ago. Yeah. So before February, I believe right around that time, I guess it was about a week ago, huh? So a month before the season starts and we still have 4,500 season tickets sold. It, it's just, It's surprising uh, to me. So uh, I'm, I was very excited about that number and, and can't wait to maybe have close to 11,000 in there um, for, for some home matches this year instead of 
I think last year, what was it like 87 was the highest? Anybody know? No? Okay. I'm going to go with 87. Single game attendance last season? I believe we Yeah, they capped it at... No, so the first game was pretty packed. I think it was like 95, almost 10,000. I don't um, think they. I they had it capped lower than that all season. And then they no. Then we we had we had three games where it was uncapped, and then they. But it wasn't. It it didn't get close to that cap number though. For those three uh, games. I'm double checking. I think we pulled almost ten thousand on one of them. I'm pretty sure we're close to ten thousand the first game or first second or okay. second game. Well, well, the first two or three were capped. And then there were uncapped ones, and then we went back to being capped. All right. So home opener was eighty six hundred. Uh, and then we, I think we capped it somewhere after that. 8,800 for match two against Loudon. <clears throat> Cause I think the, those first few matches were all under a cap and then we, then they let it go. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, 9,700 9, for Colorado Springs on July 9th. Okay. And it was, yeah, and it was after that, that they dropped the cap back down. Yeah. Okay, so I I missed I forgot about that one game in particular, but ten to three see... against El Paso. Really? Yeah. Uh, what was that July number? Twenty fourth. Ten three oh three on uh, July twenty fourth. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, point still stands. I want to see twelve thousand, eleven thousand fans in there. Um, I want to see fifteen, and we're close. 11. Yeah. I don't know if they'll ever get well, not ever, but I don't know if they'll get to 15 this year. I don't think they'll let it get over this because that place only holds like 12,300 and something is how many seats are or what what a sellout consists of is 12,300 and some. And then if numbers keep going down like they did today, and it's less than a thousand average for COVID numbers. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll open it back up and we'll see 14, 15 in there. Yeah, so Isotopes Park has okay. a total listed capacity of 13.5, and I believe it's like 11.2 in terms of fixed seats. Let me pull that up. Yeah, 11,124 fixed seats. So, and Harry here, I think Max SAFC had was close to 4K back when MLS was thing, still being sold, and now it's closer to 3K. So, is that average attendance or is that season tickets? Though? Season tickets, I think. Okay. That's what I thought, but. So I mean, San Antonio draws pretty well. I mean, they they've got a successful club, so that's that's not surprising down there. But yeah, um, and it's great to see. It's great to see the support continue to grow. It's great to see folks still buying those tickets and making that investment. I mean, it's really not a bad deal in terms of what you get for the money you spend. So um, great to see that, and you know, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, this season with attendance and how COVID and all that because of that how it still continues to affect. Um, Tickets and, uh, you know, game day attendance. Agreed. All right. Uh, there really wasn't a whole lot of news. Everything's kind of slowed down a little bit. We are inching ever closer to opening day. Uh, we've got two preseason matches left. Um, we have February 26th against El Paso. And then we have uh, March 5th against the Colorado Hailstorm. So um, looking forward to both of those. The El Paso match, of course, is down in in El Paso. Um, we haven't talked about it too much in our group chats. There's really not a whole lot that we know. We've got we've had the Twitter threads on the first three preseason matches. They open up the preseason with a one-one draw against San Diego. Battled Vancouver Whitecaps of the MLS to a nil-nil draw, and then lost two-nil to defending champions Orange County. Um, we haven't seen any, we haven't really seen anything. We know a couple trialists are out there and we can confirm that Earl has not been on trial as a goalkeeper for the club. Um, we've put that out. We've confirmed it multiple times despite the questions we keep getting asked. Earl is not trialing with the club. Um, yeah. I hate to break you guys' hearts. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we don't know much. We know that Nico Brett recently joined ahead of the uh, Orange County match. We know that uh, Alexi just jo- rejoined the club after you know international duty. And I know there's some sentiment, oh, at least over on Facebook, about the club not scoring enough. You know, we've got one goal and three preseason <clears throat> matches. 
but we haven't seen anything. We haven't seen the club. We won't get to see the club until March. Are you guys worried or no. are you just kind of taking it in stride? No. no. Okay. So here's why I'm not worried. It's Zach Prince's first year as a head coach. He pretty much had to rebuild the complete team. I mean, there was a point where we were day after day after day looking at new signings. Um, and his freaking preseason to where we're trying to play our freaking academy team in our trial list and try to figure out who we who else we want. So, like Harry said, preseason doesn't matter. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> if El Paso continues their winning ways in preseason, it might be the championship for them. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, pretty much echo everything there, but but I want to point out that that last season we scored a lot of goals in the preseason. And then what happened during the regular season? Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. So it it really and then I remember two two seasons ago, uh Sergei had like the preseason among all preseasons and scored two goals a game it felt like we were hearing about. And then didn't play. And then didn't do anything. Now we found out that he had uh a medical issue. Um but it just we we can't take away a whole lot um, from these last three matches, especially when it's it was three matches in two weeks. In the first two weeks of the preseason, we did not have Alexi. We did not have Nico. I I I don't have confirmation, but I'm pretty sure all we're missing now is Ratty Okovu. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's um, not there yet. But other than that, we have a full squad now, but you just, they haven't had time to gel. Two of our starters, I, I think Nico and Alexi both are, are penciled in as starters before they even got to camp. Uh, just got here, haven't had time to gel whatsoever, let alone, um, I mean, the other ones have had a week and a half before the OC game. Um, and these guys had no time whatsoever. So it, uh, it'll Casey. Oh, there's Casey. <laughs> What's going on, Casey? Glad to have you tonight, man. Casey, I need you to put your, I need you, I need you to put a good word in for me. I'm going to go try out for goalkeeper in Colorado. You missed it. I announced my retirement. Um, you have to listen to the show though, to hear that part. Yeah. Um, like Earl had to listen to the show. <laughs> what the fuck (laughs) so to imitate or to echo off of what uh what jacob was just saying on top of all of that um we also don't have mondo who was part of the goal scoring threat in preseason last year so like i said i'm not worried about preseason i'm not worried about who's here who's not who's in and who's out um because preseason is just a, a toy to try to figure out who you have and what people do and get people in shape. Um, I do agree with that, that we do need Devin. Um, Devin, if you listen, it was good seeing you this past week. Not in the terms that we wanted to see you in, but it was great seeing you. Yeah, I think uh, I, the only thing I was going to add is, I mean, I would like to see more goals, obviously. I mean, that's what we want to see is is the ball going in the back of the net. Um, and I can I can see why people are kind of freaking out after last year's struggles, being able to put the ball in the back of the net. And then all of a sudden we're three preseasons game in. And and they don't I can see where they don't look at, oh, it's preseason and it's three games, but it's only been three games in two weeks and some of the guys don't even know each other yet. Uh, but they just see three games and one goal not great admittedly but um but i th- i think we'll be we'll be just fine it might be it might be slow in the beginning of the regular season too but um i, I think we'll catch on and uh i'm hoping with with some of the off season additions that we've made that that the dam kind of gets broke and we can go on a a phoenix esque run this year yeah we've talked about it in the past and you are freaking out, man. 
Uh, like I said, we have talked about it in the past, and you can have a squad that goes out there and plays fantastic for 90 minutes and not put a goal in or concede one goal at the death. And we've certainly seen that happen to us several times. But you know what else we've seen, though? Not to interrupt you. Um, we've seen a team go on a 24-game winning streak at home and then lose in the first round. So. Yes. I'm not worried. Yeah, and, and that's and that's it. Without seeing FIP. Without without seeing the club in action, without having live streams of these, we don't we can't actually see what they're doing. We can't see how they're developing. And that's one of the hardest things about this preseason is that we can't see what's going on. We can't see that growth of the club. And I think by the time we do see them here in about three weeks we're going to see something from them now we are it is going to be against a lower division club and the colorado hailstorm um but i think that's gonna you know it'll have a month together at that point you know get out there playing putting in the full 90 and probably by that point mm -hmm. we, we might see some guys putting in 60 70 you know nine full 90s at that point so yeah i'm not worried about it we haven't actually seen them you know, perform. We haven't seen the 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 regular season match day eleven. Um, you know, so there's a lot that goes into this. So, like you guys, I'm not worried. I would let. I would rather get out there and see them in action, and see what they're doing, and see what they want to do, see what Zach Print Zach wants them to do, and go from there. Before I make any sort of decision as to whether or not to be worried or concerned, or you know, but again. We haven't even, it's preseason. We've got a long way to go. And like, you know, like you said, Earl, basically rebuilding a roster. There's been, again, a lot of turnover this year, which is to be expected. And so yeah, I'm not worried, not at this point, but I just, I, I would much rather, I would, I wish the clubs could figure out some way to, to stream these. I mean, Atlanta United went out and they streamed all their preseason matches. So I don't see why these why why other clubs couldn't do the same there's also a reason why atlanta's trash uh we're not going into that at the moment we don't i i honestly couldn't tell you what's going on there but um yeah so i mean looking ahead you know uh saturday february 26th el paso um what do you want to see i know again we probably won't actually physically see this match but what do you want to see? Do you think at this point we'll see guys, you know, with those 60, 70 minutes, or do you still think Zach's trying to figure things out? I don't think Zach's trying to figure things out. I think he kind of knows at this point. Um, Casey, I'm still waiting for my gloves from when I scored on you in, in between the trees. Um, so, like I was saying, I don't think Zach's still trying to figure out. I think he knows, but I do think he wants to see more out of the younger people and what he can bring up from the academy or what he can get the academy kids some time to play, um, just something like that. I don't think we see the full 70 minutes out of Kalen or all the starters that we usually see, but I do think – I mean, we see a good 50 minutes, 50, 60 minutes out of them, but uh, – uh, but um, but yeah, I think we see more academy. Sorry, Casey threw me off. I think we do see more academy kids than than regulars for sure. I think that that match is going to be two weeks away from from the last one, so it's a whole two weeks of um of prep with like we talked about pretty much everybody except for Ratty um being there and being available, and so I. I think we see a top tier starting lineup, but I do think uh, at halftime or shortly after, wholesale changes are are made, and we see we see some of the other guys that that he's trying to get a feel for still still, and um, I think I think I would I would like to see Nico um, get the start and get up there with Weehan and get some time with them with Weehan and Rivas or Weehan and, and Ataka from, from everything that we've been privy to uh, via Twitter and whatnot. Um, Ataka has been 
been a bright spot, as has Bruce. Um, and then everybody else has kind of just been steady. So, uh, and Nava, Nava's been a bright spot too. So, so I, I wouldn't mind Nico getting up there with, with those, any combination of those three, Ataka, Nava and Weehan and, and getting some run into the first half, see what they can do there. And, and, uh, hopefully, hopefully we can score some goals and, and relieve some, some high blood, high blood pressure, uh, among some, some fans. And, uh, and then, yeah, I kind of build on, on something going into the March 5th match, um, which, which, uh, I'll be attending me and my wife, um, and a couple of friends of ours are going to go as fans. Um, I might slip over if they have any media things going on, see if he'll let me sneak over and interview somebody, but, um, we just really want to go and, and see, see, uh, live soccer for, for the first time in a little while. And, and, uh, it's not near as long as last preseason when we all went to one of the preseason matches and it was the first time we'd seen soccer in 500 and some odd days, but, uh, it, it'll still be nice to get out there and, and watch them and see the, see the new guys, especially up close. I think it's worth noting too. And I'm trying to remember back to the live tweets from each of the matches. Now, if I remember, remember correctly in the last one against orange County, Alex didn't even play. We had a trialist in goal. Um, not to say that, you know, he was the reason for for conceding the two goals. I know that. And I think we've also surrendered three penalty kicks and conceded. And, they've, and they two of them have been converted. So it's not like we're giving up goal, necessarily giving up goals from open play. I think we've given up one from open play. So that's maybe something to be a little bit concerned, but we, I can't, we can't, we haven't seen it. We don't know what happened. We don't know how ticky tack the foul was. You know, I didn't see anything on anything about anyone getting red carded for the fouls that happened. So um, I don't necessarily think that that's something to, to worry about. You know, I mean, obviously having the trial list and goal, we, we still haven't signed a backup keeper. That's something that's still out there. Uh, Casey, if you're interested, the club might still be looking for someone. Um, so who knows? Yeah, who knows what's going on there? I would like to see fewer penalties given up, but yeah. um, again, we haven't seen it. We don't know what happened. We don't know again how ticky tack it was. So I feel like I feel like every preseason we've seen uh, abnormal amount of penalty kicks taken, whether for us or against us. So I'm just going to chalk that up to refereeing and them getting into form or them being lower level refs in the first place. Um, and so I, I agree. I would like to see less penalties, but I'm not super concerned about it translating to the regular season at this point. Yeah. I mean, a couple of weeks away, we're less than a month now away from opening day of the regular season, two preseason matches left. Uh, like you said, Jacob, you're going to be out at the out at Mesa del Sol on, on March 5th uh, for that match there. Um, looking at my calendar here. I should be out there for that one as well. Early going to be, are you going to make that? No? Okay. Um, hopefully we hear something from the club soon regarding media access to that. I can't imagine that they won't have something available for us. Um, club's usually pretty good. Uh, we are still in the process of figuring out our commitments for the season so that we can make sure we have at least one person at every home match. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there really isn't too much else going on. We haven't seen a lot uh, from the club, from the league. Um I know that, you know, everyone's some rosters are still getting filled out. San Antonio has made some announcements. El Paso's made a couple. RGV finally made a couple announcements, I think, uh, including Cello Martinez going back to RGV. Um, so disappointed to see Cello leaving. But yeah, guys, we're inching ever closer to that. Um, I think we're still, I don't know, I think we still stick to two weeks. What do you guys say? Yeah. Yeah, I think two more weeks and then we'll. By then, that puts us where March third, March second, March first. Yeah. So, so by then we can come back the next week with a preview of the regular season and a review of the the preseason home match, and then and then it's pretty much every week from then on out. Yeah, man, guys, I, I'm excited for that. I can't wait to get back. Uh, I can't wait to get back into doing this every single week, talking to Mexico United week in, week out. Um, it's going to be a long, interesting season. Can't wait to to get there. So, um, yeah, 
I think that's going to be it. Jacob, get us out of here. Yeah, man. Um, whew. Can't wait, man. Just it's uh, it's sneaking up on us, and it's to the point now where I'm just like, I don't care about anything else. I'm just like, let's just get to. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Earl, your adult 20 is some better batteries there. Yeah, it's kind of dead. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> I can do it all day, Earl. All day. <laughs> uh, I can go as long as my battery lets me. No comment. Uh, two weeks, nine o'clock. Two weeks, nine o'clock. Uh, we'll recap the. Uh, I don't. What are you doing, Earl? Use your words. Oh, I was on mute at first. Carry on. Two weeks, nine o'clock. We will. <laughs> Recap what we know of the El Paso match. Uh, any other news that comes out between now and then? Maybe we'll have a signing. Uh, maybe we won't. Um, and then, yeah, it's it's full go from there. And and uh, Casey and and Harry, of course, and Inim Ultras, uh, Sombrero Man. It's always nice to have you guys in the chat and have it going off and and talking to us and especially giving Earl a hard time. I I really appreciate that. Um, my it's God, a, are you still talking? Oh, that was you. I thought that was the recording. Good job. Nice. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, and so come back next week, guys. Get in the chat. Uh, I completely forgot to post it on social media today, so uh, that's it's my old. fault. No, it's, it's because I have an actual job where I can't Big just forehead. sit there. You also have a forehead. <laughs> <laughs> take that Earl <laughs> anyways um, 9 o'clock 2 weeks from now we'll talk to you then Somos Mas you've been listening to Somos Mas your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL and the New Mexico Runners all of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube Facebook and Twitter pages an audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.